Hey, this is Tom Gray. Welcome to This Stuff Matters, the podcast. This is the episode we are entitling Rest for Revolutionaries for release date Wednesday, November the 2nd, 2022. And so as we have uh, been building this revolution of souls in society, we, This Stuff Matters, the podcast, we are that place where sports, society, and spirituality find their synergy and we are, I hope you're joining in to, to be a part of this revolution of souls and society. Today, uh, we, we've got a lot of exciting things happening at this point in time um, as we are doing this episode. This Saturday coming up will be the, the big showdown between number one and number one, in a sense, uh, the AP number one University of Georgia Bulldog football team in Athens playing the now college football playoff uh number one ranked Tennessee Volunteers. And as a Vanderbilt guy, I'm repping my Vanderbilt gear today. We are ranked 14th. Many people don't know that. Uh, 14th ranked Vanderbilt Commodores. What? Yeah, I know. Yeah, ranked 14th in the SEC, but that's a minor detail. But anyway, as a Vandy guy who we despise Tennessee, I'm in that camp. You get, you probably have this with your rival where you cheer for your team and whoever is playing your rival. So uh, sometimes it pains me to cheer for the Bulldogs, but this week uh, I, I can buy in. And so I even joke with um, my good friends who are Tennessee fans that I, I think I'd cheer for North Korea if they were playing Tennessee. But anyway, so a big day. And one of the things that I'm, I'm uh, going to be looking for in the game Saturday, and if you watch it, just pay attention to this. It's a common uh, strategy that you see just about every Saturday in every big time game where watch the defensive line especially and how the defensive coaches in this case for, for Georgia how they run the groups in and out you know uh, they're getting the starters a break trying to you know keep points they'll they'll pull them out and throw in the second string or whoever you know the replacements are um, which is hard to do against Tennessee because they're so up beat or up paced, so up tempo, and they run plays at a rate like it's it's crazy how good their offense is. But one of their key offensive strategies is to run a bunch of plays. I mean, they're no huddle, they're super fast, they get it going, which of course in the end is not only um, you know designed that way to throw the defense off and not allow them to substitute or, or other things like that or. or uh, or get their breath, really. You know, there's a short-term part of the design to that strategy, but there's really a long-term part to the design of the strategies. They want to run so many plays that they do. They wear down your defense. And so the counter-strategy for the defense is to keep substituting people in and out uh, as much as they can, in essence, giving your players enough rest to go the distance. It's a key thing. And, uh, you know, it, it's in, in football, as I guess you can make parallels to lots of arenas in life, in football, one of the foundational strategies that winning teams employ, that championship uh, programs have tr traditionally employed is this, this concept of just being able to physically wear down your opponent. I mean, it, there's no way to make it anything but a, a battle of the wills. I mean, uh, you are football, the definition of football is you know, you are trying to impose your will on your opponent. And one of the great strategies is to have a stronger team, a bigger team, a deeper team where you can just keep throwing more bodies, in a sense, uh, quality players at the opponent so that by the end of the game or later in the game, it's easier for you to impose your will. And man, I remember, you know, this happens every Saturday, it happens every Friday night, it happens every Sunday morning. It's a great strategy. 
but one of the ones that stands out in my memory, I just remember the great uh, Super Bowl battle between Brett Favre, uh, his Packer team, 1998, and John Elway's Broncos team. It ended up being Elway's first Super Bowl championship. But what a battle, you know, and the Packers were the favorites. But what really happened in this back and forth, you know, great battle was in the very end, uh, uh, Terrell Davis, the great running back, Georgia guy, right, out of... Um, for, for the Broncos, they wore down the Packers' defense. And so when it came down to it at the end, his third and final touchdown, it's dramatic, you know, I forget there was a two-yard line, three-yard line, something like that. But he basically just, <laughs> a lead play right up the middle, he just walks into a wide open hole into the end zone. Because by that point in the game, the, the defensive line and the front seven for the Packers was done. You know, they were just, uh, and there's, you see some of their guys just, you know, that whole last final drive for the Broncos, those guys are just barely able to stand up and breathe, you know, kind of a thing. And so uh, you'll see the strategy. It's, it's critical to, to manage energy and to take rest. But here's where I want to do it. And in this journey, I've told you, I'm, I'm wearing two hats in this revolution, the society coach, you know, so I've got my my revolutionary hat as it relates to societal issues. But then as we want to lead a revolution of both soul and society, I, I sometimes put on my pastor hat for the soul revolution that's needed. Sometimes I can wear them both at the same time. But, uh, but today we want to go primarily with dealing with your and my individual soul and finding rest. And as we've been building this, this movement to say it, it's going to be dependent on us intentionally going after uh, understanding and defining what we believe and how that af affects everything in our lives. Remember, we've been. I hope you've been doing that. I hope over the last week, week plus, you've been actively asking the question through the course of the week. You know, how would I respond to these things if I viewed myself, if my belief was that I'm a creation versus a coincidence? And how what we're dealing with as Americans in 2022 is a Judeo-Christian offering uh, belief system versus a secular humanist offering or belief system. And when you get into these, as we're going to contrast those more and more, you know, this critical function for us of finding rest, uh, uh, this ability to uh, sustain energy and to sustain life uh, over the long haul, to sustain quality of life that depends on on good rest. I, I want to do the, the quick contrast for you as you are continuing to intentionally think about what you believe and why and how it affects you. As we look at a Judeo-Christian worldview versus secular humanism, remember that that worldview is going to answer at its core the four biggest questions for humanity. All human beings are asking, where did I come from? Is there a purpose you know, to my existence? Is there a right and wrong? What about issues of justice and morality? And then where is it all going? And when we get down to this critical component of rest for how we live our lives, not just for our, how our team is able to succeed or fail on Saturday, but um, the, the two different and competing contrasting worldviews really offer two different uh, responses to our soul's need for rest. In a secular humanist uh, kind of mindset, sure, your body and mind can take a rest, can can regroup, can replenish through a day off each week, right? Or a weekend off or, or a vacation or an extended vacation, uh, things like that. But what I want to present to you and where I'm kind of wearing my pastor hat is we're going to, and maybe this is the thing that, that's needed most for you right now, 
that will be a part of this revolution of your soul is what I want to do is just present to you the a unique offering, if you will, of Christianity, a unique part of what's available in the belief system, in the root system for a human life out of what we get through God the Creator as presented and communicated in the Bible. And so here we go. I, the Bible builds in some of the basic fundamentals we may know even without the Bible, right? Uh, things about taking a day off. It's incredible. that Did you know that even in the Old Testament, one of the Ten Commandments is to take a day off during the week? Isn't that amazing? The Sabbath, as we see it even continue, continuing to be practiced um, in Israel uh, by the whole nation, a day off. You know, shut down, do no work. I mean, it's stuff is closed. It's not necessarily even primarily about worship as much as it is about rest. That's how critical it is. And I could, you could look up and Google. I could, I could present, you know, different case studies, uh, health studies on the, the critical value of that. It would be like talking to the Georgia defensive coordinator in preparation for Tennessee. It's not that hard to figure out how critical it's going to be for them to substitute and get guys rest, plays off, series off to be able to go the distance. And so that's one thing that both secular humanists and, and you know people following the Bible will maybe be able to find as self-evident, duh, you need some time off every now and then. Yes, you know, we know what burnout looks like. We know what stress overload looks like. We know the you know the the negative uh, effects of all of those things. But here's where there's a unique uh, offering in the Bible, in, in God communicating something to us. And there's multiple places it says things like this, but I just want to phrase, uh, quote Jesus in one place. It's in, it's in Matthew chapter 11. And he says that in a relationship with him, there is a deeper, more penetrating, more sustaining, more, uh, longer duration, even on into eternity, quality of rest, that he makes available. And so what he says there, what he offers and invites us to, he says, come and take my yoke upon you. That's an amazing thing he says. He said, you know, in essence, kind of get bound to me, lock up with me, walk and lock, you know, you know, like you see the teams walking out before a game, their arms locked with each other. Jesus is saying, do that with me. Walk through life linked up arm in arm with me that way. And what's going to happen is I'm going to teach you to walk the way I walk. I'm going to, I'm going to teach you all the things you need to know that will cause your whole life to, to, to be revolutionized. And as a result of that, here's one of the revolutionary effects you're going to see in your life. He says, you are going to, he says, take my, my yoke on you, learn from me. And then the end of this all, he says, is you're going to find rest for your souls. Isn't that amazing? And, and, and the context and the implication is, that it is a deeper quality and level of soul experience than even just what a well-rested body or mind experience after a good restful weekend or vacation. And the implication then is, that the instruction from Jesus is, that there is this ability to be at rest, to have a soul that is defined as at rest, meaning a soul that is calm, even in chaotic circumstances, a soul that is at peace, 
even in confusing times. A soul that is confident and undisturbable. I don't even know if that's a word, right? So what's the word? I don't know. Indisturbable. It's, it's, it's unable to be unsettled even in rocky times, uh, even if it's surrounded by a storm. We have Jesus demonstrating that at one point he's on the Sea of Galilee when a storm comes up with his guys, and he's asleep in the back of the boat. And so this is the quality of rest that is available and that high-impact, high-intensity uh, kinds of revolutionaries like us, when we do take our, our lives out and, and live as society influencers, we can do so with a completely different level of punch and impact, kind of like... If all of a sudden you, you know, you, you know, I see the Titans doing this in the NFL. I mean, they they unleash Derrick Henry, and he just boy, the holes get bigger, and his the arm tackles get harder to make. You know, in the fourth quarter as they were early. But imagine wearing a team down and then bringing Derrick Henry in, you know, to run in the fourth quarter. It's like, oh, this is what we are able to bring to the table as Judeo-Christians. We let those intentionally choose and embrace those beliefs individually. Not only do we then have the strength to go the distance, not only then are we strong in the fourth quarter, but when we bring our game into the chaotic culture, we do so fundamentally differently. We've got a caliber of of input to bring. We've got a depth of influence to bring to bear that isn't just mental or physical. It's got a quality to it that's a, you know, that's a, a spiritual and soul level position of rest and confidence and peace that's unshakable. And so this is what's available. And I want to just encourage you to maybe nothing more than today for you to hear about it, to consider it, uh, to embrace it if, if indeed you are figuring out what you believe and intentionally deciding to believe and go after learning about all the different beliefs that will make up the belief system as the Bible, the Judeo-Christian biblical kind of model would, would make clear to us and, and lead us to, to form our lives that way. This is where the, the revolution of soul, your soul and mine, uh, really gets, gets going and, and it's available to you. You can live your life this life uh, in the world as we've been defining it that is so messed up and so challenging. It, it, it's, it's like a combat zone, right? It's like a football game. I mean, it, it's the world's trying to impose its will on us. Uh, you know, all the negativity is trying to impose its will. We are in a battle, but to be able to go into that fight and fight the fight from a position of rest, not just, you know, physical and mental, but but full-level soul rest. This is what is available to us, and this is what I want to encourage you to consider. Um, in fact, it, it, it's a journey that doesn't end even as we get into eternity. There's a, there's a couple places in the Bible where it talks about eternity when our mortal lives end for those whose beliefs are in God and what he's offered to us. It describes what happens next after this life ends as entering into his rest. Isn't that something? And so you get into even these, these bigger questions of destiny and purpose. Uh, that's a part of just being able to experience that sustaining peace is I know where I'm going and I know it's a place of rest. And I know the struggle and the battle 
and the challenges that define this world and my life in this world, I know they have a shelf life. I know that where it's ending is the position and place of total peace, which brings me peace as I go, uh, go out to battle each and every day in this rough and, uh, and difficult and highly challenging world that we're in the middle of, okay? So I hope that you'll know that every revolutionary needs rest. I hope you'll hear the invitation of the Judeo-Christian biblical model from Jesus specifically to have a different level of depth of rest, a quality of soul that he gives when we link to him. If you've got some more questions about how to link to him, how to start living that life, hit me up on our uh, phone number that we'll have in the show notes or my email address. You can uh, leave me a voice message, text me. You can go to our website, thisstuffmatters.net. We even have a whole page there on how to have peace with God. I hope you'll check that out. Uh, it'll be that necessary first step into this this uh, quality of rest that is available that, that honestly, the secular humanist worldview has got no way to offer. There's no rest there, uh, ultimately. There's only an occasional physical rest, not, not a soul-level rest that's available. So anyway, that's where we're going today. I hope, you'll, I hope it helps you. I hope it makes a difference. We are here to help you make the most out of what matters most. And so when you go to our website also, just reminder, this is the last week to get your tickets to next Wednesday, November 9th, our next live lunch, This Stuff Matters Live with Buck Ballou. So that's going to be kind of fun to have him as our live guest right after the Tennessee-Georgia big matchup this weekend and amazingly right after um, you know the passing of Vince Dooley uh, who was Buck's coach uh, the legendary coach at Georgia so we'll have an opportunity to hear him live next Wednesday but you need to get your tickets right away you can get those at our website thisstuffmatters.net hey it the lunch is a $30 lunch and you're getting it for 20 bucks not to not to mention uh you know, having having the opportunity with Buck there at Maggiano's Little Italy in Cumberland uh, this week. So jump on that if you hear this and if you uh, are able to jump on those tickets, do it. And that'll be great. I look forward to seeing you there. And until we connect next week, this is Tom Gray and This Stuff Matters. Stuff Matters.